Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to The Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Alexio. Jeremiah still says his name first, but it's all good. Because this week is a guest and it's not even about him. <laughs> Guys, we got a real special guest this week. Friend, producer, fellow flag football teammate. Get up for Jay Osterman. Hey everybody. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up, guys? We don't have any canned like applause or anything. Yeah, thanks for thanks show. for having me on the show. Looking forward to it. Now, did you give Justin the strawberry on his uh, on his knee? He uh, said he got it from flag football. Oh man, Justin got shook. <laughs> <laughs> Justin got shook, but it's okay. It's really pissed. Yeah, no, this okay. little, little okay. guy scored a touchdown on me, and then I fell to the ground, and then I hurt my leg. But. Yeah. Uh, at least you didn't drop the game-winning touchdown as time expired. Yeah, I was Jay. <laughs> Literally hit me in the chest, and then I dropped it off my hands, and oh, then that was the last no. play. And this off. was after Jay let up the touchdown for them to go ahead. So I was like, redemption. Oh, no. Yeah, no. yeah, just all around uh, pretty bad week. If we can move on from flag football, <laughs> that'd be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Our team's 0-3, Jeremiah. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know. it's a rough one. Oof. But uh, at least everybody makes the playoffs, so we got, we got a chance. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> At least well, we got something to look forward to because <laughs> literally everybody's going to the playoffs. So that's exciting for our team. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. Hey, did better than the Detroit Lions this year who made the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I'm in a comedy basketball league and we were the worst team, but we got into the playoffs because of attendance issues from other teams. <laughs> <laughs> like we had the worst record, but they're like, yeah, but this other team didn't show like once or twice. So you guys can be in the playoffs. We're like, uh, this feels good, I guess. Did you guys <laughs> lose sure. first round? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. He's uh, They're trying to form like a super team this year, but I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. So you're from you're from Detroit, Jay. Yes, sir. The like the city. I, cause I know about Detroit from Eight Mile. So never. I, I grew up at Twenty Two Mile. Okay, so, so I was a significant ways yeah. from Eight Mile. So when Eminem <laughs> says you don't know shit south of Ten Mile, I don't know shit south of Nineteen Mile. Okay, well <laughs> there you go. So you're the you're the person he's yeah, dissing sub, in the his suburbs, rap song. The suburbs. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the suburbs. So all right, so but you went to college in San Diego. Yes. Right. Okay. And then wait, what did you study? I studied marketing, actually. Okay. Yeah, because I know you kind of you had like a business background. And then what was your like first foray into entertainment? Uh, my first foray into entertainment was this tiny talent agency in downtown San Diego. Uh, it's called Artist Management Agency. What did agents in San Diego That's even a do? Lot of- Technical jargon, artist <laughs> management agency. It's like, what do you guys do exactly? Management agency. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. I didn't know it either from work at the time, so it didn't really matter. It's just uh, like, well, what do they? Well, there's a market in San Diego. Um, a little bit. They happen to be shooting FX. Happened to be shooting terriers there at the time that I was interning. So we did a lot of stuff with terriers. Okay. Uh, otherwise, there's random local commercials and. You know, instructional videos. It was uh, <laughs> it was probably about two months of time I spent uh, the majority of my time alphabetizing actors' headshots. 
<laughs> in this massive wall. The agent wasn't even there half the time. For three weeks, she was on vacation, and a casting director was running her office. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Yeah. Th- yeah, this is a one-stop shop. It sounds yeah. like. <laughs> Small market. Hey, uh, you still have connections? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. To- I might be able to work something out. <laughs> So you, so, all right, so you interned there. Yeah, I interned there as I was wrapping up uh, my last semester of college. Okay. Then I moved to North Hollywood and started interning basically full-time, two different places, uh, two different agencies. And that's pretty typical, because a lot of industries, you, you intern when you're in college, but I feel like entertainment on the business side is you intern is like even when you're out of college. Yeah, the internship generally is an entry-level position. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how entertainment works in my experience. Yeah. Now, you said you were interning at two different agencies at the same time? Correct. Or really? Yeah. How does that work? I would think that, that would be yeah. allowed for, I don't know, for whatever reason, I think, like competition-wise or whatever, or they wouldn't want you to know the inner work. I yeah. Do they know? Do they know you were doing both? You Double would dipping? think, but they give assistants so, or sorry, they give interns so little information. It's basically you're just doing like random administrative work. Gotcha. Like... They'd give a list and I'd go pull headshots for actors to do submissions or I would go. They'd give me a list and I would just click through breakdowns and submit. It's very uh, low level stuff. I, I don't think they really cared. So you're like doing how'd you find the time? You're just going one to one day and then the next. The yeah, other? I worked both two days a week. Uh, so I figured it was like Monday, Wednesday and Tuesday, Thursday, like full days. And then I took Friday off the try and look for jobs that actually paid money yeah that's a lot of uh that's a lot of unpaid work yeah four days a week that's wow were you like eating doing the the actors thing like eating ramen noodles and like uh um a little bit to a certain extent i i had a little bit of help from my family like right when i graduated so i didn't have to i didn't have to stress for maybe about did they give you like that timeline like all right you got a year buddy and then you figure it out there was no like deadline, but I mean, I obviously don't want to live off my parents for very long. I right. Think, I don't know, maybe like six months I found a job, maybe a little bit less. Well, that's actually pretty good for LA. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So then you're interning these places, and what's like the next stop? Uh, so the next stop, I actually signed up with uh, one of the temp agencies, one of the placement agencies, and they set me up with an interview at CAA. And uh, I was in the business affairs department. Uh, I forget who it was, but it was an older lady who was, you know, about to retire. And uh, had my interview. They called me back, like woke me up at like 7 a.m., 6:30 the next morning. And they're like, "Hey, this is, this is my temp agent. You're the number one consider. You're like your number one candidate. Uh, get your stuff. They want to bring you back in. They want to put you through computer tests. And she wants to sit down with you again." Um, going really well, you know, get in there. And I'm like, awesome, great. This is what I've been looking for. You know, I'd been interviewing a bunch of places and hadn't got my break yet. And so I go in, I test, I test really well. I go talk to her and uh, I was like, you know, what's, what do you feel like your strengths and weaknesses are? And uh, so my biggest weakness is if it's slow paced, if it's boring, then I, I'm bored. I'll get distracted. I won't do very good work. I need to be constant. I need to be challenged. Ooh, make your weakness a positive. Oh, I yeah. know that trick. Yep. <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Well, it's a boring desk here, so <laughs> there's going to be a lot of downtime. It's mostly just filing. I don't think this is going to work out." <laughs> so I'm like, no. So I completely, completely devastated. Yeah. Um, and then two days later, they called me for a, uh, a temp job for one of the 
the former head of business or the former head of film finance, uh, Rick Hess, who now is a partner of Evolution Media Capital, who had just closed the TPG deal for uh, for them to acquire the minority stake in CAA. So I went uh, onto that desk, got that call, having no idea what I was doing. Um, I had to actually call back and beg for the opportunity to go in because I had never rolled a call before. Like, so do you know, how, you know, do you know the basics, the office, how to roll calls? And I was just submitting on breakdowns, like in yeah. filing and stuff like you that. You had no idea how to work the phone. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, well, we need somebody that can roll calls. Thanks. Bye. I'm like, fuck. And, it, and it explain for our listeners, like, what that is uh, and for me, uh, <laughs> yeah. like what rolling a call is. So rolling a call is basically just completing a series of three-way calls. Okay. Um, your boss... Uh, whether it be a producer, an agent, a manager, doesn't actually dial their own phone in most cases. Gotcha. Uh, they will have an assistant do so for them. So, for for instance, um, you know, I'm so-and-so agent. I'm in my car. I call the office via cell phone and say, okay, who do I owe? And they go through the list of calls that I, that I owe, and I say, okay, try X, Y, and Z. So then they'll put me on hold and try them. If they get them, they'll put them on the line. So... I don't have to be going through my phone and say, okay, who do I owe? Oh, it saves a lot, yeah. it's a lot of time, yeah. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that's rolling calls. Okay, cool. Um, I'd never done that before. So, <laughs> so, I, so I called Jules back, and I'm like, you got to let me do this. I'm like, you know, I, like what, what's it going to take? He's like, well, you need to learn how to roll calls. Are you going to like go into your internship this next few days? Like, yeah, I'm going into my internship tomorrow. It's like, okay, they, they better train you. You better show up knowing what you're doing. Uh, at the time, they t- at the time they told me it was a uh, attempt to perm job. So like if I if, the, if I got in and I killed it, I I you know could stay there and that could become a permanent job. So uh, showed up, and uh, they're like, oh no no, it's just a it's just a temp job. <laughs> we <laughs> we have we have somebody lined up. They had uh, they had somebody from the talent department that was going to come over and take over the desk, but they had to find his replacement first. But the girl that was on Rick's desk already found a job at Lionsgate, so she was leaving. So they brought me in to kind of fill that gap. Wow. Sounds like, so did it work out for you? Like, so where did you exactly end up after all that? Like, you ended up... Yeah, so um, I got trained on the desk. I learned, you know, a couple specific things. Honestly, had no idea what I was doing. Luckily, it was. Did you learn how to roll a call? I learned. I learned. I learned what rolling a call was. Hey, I just put it that way. Hey, man, there we go. All right. Okay. I learned how to roll a call on my intern phones, which were like I don't know, made in the seventies. And then I get to CAA, and they have the brand new Cisco. Everything's super connected, and there's four times the amount of buttons on the phone. So I showed up having no clue about any of it. Um, but it worked out? Uh, yeah, it ended footing. up working out. They liked I had, you? Uh, I ended up having the... Uh, well, the first week went horrible. Absolutely horrible. Like, what did you do wrong? Because uh, no. I feel like... I mean, uh, I've had some friends that worked at agencies like, you know, the bigger ones, CAA, WME, whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, there's just stories that I'm just getting screamed at. It's like normal culture there when you mess up. This boss is actually the nicest boss I've ever worked for. Okay. Uh, very, uh, very business. Very, uh, he has family. Very nice guy. Um, my biggest mistake was on, on my first day by myself. Uh, there was a, a conference call with these, this bigwig, Tony Fernandez, who, who owns an airline in India. He's like a, a billionaire. Um, and uh, there was a conference call with them. 
with him and a couple different people. And uh, so I end up getting notice that the call is going to be canceled. So I go, okay, cool. I even I you know told everybody in like internally that the call is going to be canceled. And I uh, saw a birthday party going on down the hall. They're singing and have cakes. I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to go meet some- <laughs> I kid. I told everybody it's canceled. I'm going to go meet some of my coworkers, try and like, see if I can meet people. Maybe I can parlay this into something else. So go down the hall, maybe down there for about 15 minutes, uh, get back to my desk, and just a flood of emails and calls and voicemails. And apparently I, uh, I forgot to tell Tony the call was canceled. <laughs> so the most important person was sitting on the call being like, uh, so what's going on, guys? <laughs> oh, wow. But he didn't yell at you for that. No, uh, didn't yell at me. Uh, I, I talked, you know, I just ripped the bandit off approach or I called him and said, so this is what happened. And uh, didn't yell at me. They uh, tried to replace me, but thankfully it was kind of, <laughs> I kind of was locked in For there. For that one of, mistake, they're trying to replace you? Yeah, um, it's tough. And uh, I, was, I had no idea what I was doing, honestly. <laughs> I didn't. Like, and the, the assistant that trained me, even on her last day, was like, listen, this is serious. Like, she pulled me aside and was like, this is this is real. Like you need to focus, <laughs> and you're like <laughs> eating cake. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, but this cake is really good. <laughs> yeah. So thankfully, there was the winter break right after that. Like the next day was winter break. So I, you know, talked to all my friends, just did everything I could to study and learn as much as I could, so that you know, knowing when I got back, I was on an extremely short leash, and. Uh, Ended up working out. I ended, they ended up uh, offering me a job to stay within the company once the new once the new assistant came. So what what was your then new position? Um, it would have been coordinator. Uh, okay. I would have worked with everybody um, through talking with you know Rick. I, I didn't want to get into investment banking per se. Yeah, because right now you're kind of at this point you're in the financial right. Yes. Yeah. Completely in the financial world. Um, you know. Very cool stuff, like negotiating the Pac-10 TV deal, um, a lot of big business, entrepreneurial type of things. So I, I really enjoyed that experience. And Cause that, Yeah, we haven't really had anyone on the finance side. I would just assume just from the movies, it's all like cocaine and like parties and stuff. <laughs> but I don't know how much of that is true or if it's just like normal people. My mom works in finance and she's so normal and like kind of boring in yeah. that sense. I don't know. But entertainment finance... That was the most corporate type of job. Very, you know, wore a suit every day. Very, uh, uh, my most tame job in the entertainment industry for sure. So, what was the span of time between now and starting off interning and all this stuff? Like, how many years of? Uh, uh probably about f- till now, like five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I moved out here in late 2010. Cool. All right, so you're at that finance. So then what was your next thing after that? They offered you a job, but you didn't take it? Um, it was uh, kind of a complicated situation. I was offer, uh, I, My boss talked to me, offered me a job. And uh, so I called Jules, who had been calling me pretty much weekly at that point, to be like, what's going on? You know, They said they wouldn't need you this long. And, and Jules is your just, temp agent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at this point, it had been almost six months, and it was supposed to be a couple-week thing. And... Um, so they ended up getting used to me. I ended up proving myself, and uh, they offered it to me. I called Jules right away. Jules called CAA because uh, EMC was technically under the umbrella of CAA. So since HR did not approve that decision, it was kind of an internal conflict. Um, and kind of while that was resolving itself, 
I had a conversation with my boss, and I'm like, this is, and he's like, what do you want to do? And basically offered to write me a letter to go work anywhere I wanted. So it kind of ended in the best possible situation for me. That's great. So where did you go then? Like, what did you end up wanting to do? What did um, you tell him? It was, I told him I wanted to produce film, film yeah. on television. Yeah. And so less than a week went by, and I found a job working for a producer and uh, was on a plane to New Orleans about like a week and a half from my last day at CAA. Nice. So you you said you traveled a lot with this. Like, did you see crazy stuff? Cause you said you were traveling like twice a week with your. Yeah, yeah. I traveled uh, twice a week, uh, pretty much. I mean, on and off. But like, where are you was... going to film sets? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So going to film sets. So right away, I went to went to New Orleans. Shot uh, shot nine movies in like a year and a half, almost. In uh, shot in New Orleans, in Cleveland, New York, uh, Alaska, New Mexico. Like this has to be super exciting, right? Like did, like, did you travel a lot as a kid, or was this like, oh, man, I could travel yeah, like, all the time? Yeah, because to me, if I'm like, you know, early 20s, mid-20s, and I'm traveling all these different places, I'm like, I'm going to try and hook up with an Alaskan chick, <laughs> a New Orleans chick. I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, it was exciting. I was working, like, crazy hours, so I didn't have much of a social life at all. That's kind of the, you know, one of the main reasons I left is when you're in a job like that, you're not living your own life. You're living your boss's life. You're traveling when he needs to travel. You're, you know, staying places overnight and having to cancel plans on people because there's a storm and he doesn't want to fly from New York to L.A. because there's a storm and it's going to be a lot of turbulence. <laughs> so it's, oh, wow. it's, it's, a, <laughs> yep. it's, a, it, it's a tough situation when you're not in control of your own life. That's, that's why after a year and a half, I had to, I had to cut the cord. Uh, that being said, I did some of the coolest things I've ever like imagined, like things that are like a joke. I ended up winning uh, $500, splitting a splitting a $1,000 bet in a game of two-on-four basketball. <laughs> well, that's what produce. Yeah, because I feel like producers, would you say from your experience with them, are they like those Hollywood hotshots where like, you know, they just crazy, they yell, they do drugs. Like, I, I just don't, I, I have some friends that are producers and they just, they tell me like these insane stories. Yeah, well, uh, the guy I worked for the year before I worked for him was voted number one on the Brown List. Uh, the Brown List is a, uh, a list that goes out every year, which is like the worst people, the most difficult people to work for in all of Hollywood. <laughs> It's uh, that's a real it's, list. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this blog, uh, the Temp Diaries. Uh, it's it's a uh, also a job list. So there's a lot of, a lot of assistants are on there constantly because there's a ton of job postings. That's where I actually found two out of my three jobs that I've had in Hollywood so far. Wow. And yeah, they every single year they they vote, and uh, he he's won it uh, two years. <laughs> he must be so proud. <laughs> So, so, all right. So, what is the like job of a producer? Because we haven't really had that many like people that earn the producer stage. Like, what I know that they get money, right? Basically, everything behind the scenes, everything from finding a story to you know securing the life rights if it's an existing story of somebody. All right. So let's say let's just start from there. So I send in a script. I have this idea that a lot of my scripts just get thrown in the trash. Is that like what producers do, or they're just like, or there's a reader, right, or something? There's there's a lot of there's a lot of gateways. Um, a lot of times, it'll end up getting covered by an intern, 
And if oh, the, God, so discouraging. It, it, it depends. It depends. Someone's on the life work and an intern's reading it. Depends on the depends on the company, um, but a lot of times that's your first step. The intern will take a look at it. We'll we'll pitch it up the ladder. Tell the assistants about it. The assistants will read it, and then it goes up to the executive. Those are those are how blind submissions work. That's why you you generally don't uh, do very well with blind submissions. Right. It's all it's all about having a relationship. Yep. If you have a relationship that, you know, the executive calls, you know, somebody calls the executive directly and then it's a mandate that, you know, it has to be, has to be handled. Depending on where you are, that executive, you know, if they're, if they're a big reader, will read it themselves. If they're not a big reader, they'll, you know, rely on other people. Kind of just depends company to company. Interesting. So then have you seen, you've been on set a lot. Have you seen like any crazy set fights? Uh, crazy set fights. I've mostly just heard about crazy set fights. There wasn't there wasn't many issues uh, on the films that I was actually there for. Uh, I've heard of other ones where actresses or don't want to come out of their trailer, or you know, stories of somebody went missing Classics. and have to track them down and then like, find them in a closet with an assistant or weird. Whoa. I've heard some. I weird love stories, Hollywood. Man. It's so fun. <laughs> weird stories, man. <laughs> So then, all right, so then you worked for this guy, so and now you're done working with him? Uh, yeah, so I, that was, I was working for uh, the producer for a while, and then once I got sick of the traveling, I ended up leaving and finding a job based in Los Angeles that I worked at for about three years. What uh, was that job? It was working uh, underneath a manager producer. Okay. So he managed some A-list talent and also produced film and television. Yeah, because at the at that top level, the managers become producers, right? Trying yeah, to that's understand. The that's the nice thing about being a manager is you're not uh, you're not under a, you're not licensed, you're not regulated, so you can produce as well. It's kind of a, a clever way of double dipping. So you got some famous friends. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what an awkward question. So you know famous people? Hey, man. Or what? I mean, famous people are good. I would, I would brag about. I would, I, if I had famous friends, I'd be posting IG pictures. I don't give a shit. I've worked with a lot of cool people. Like um, the first film set I was ever on, except for one time in college when I went to go visit, was with uh, Robert De Niro, Forrest Whitaker, and Fifty Cent. Like my, wow. my my first day on set was watching Robert De Niro. It was, it was insane. You're like, this is my life. Right? I was like, wow, <laughs> so cool. This this happened all so quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Uh, who, uh, who, or what films uh, that you've been on uh, have been some of your your favorite experiences, like uh, like either visiting or or working on sets? Um, as far as experience working on, uh, Broken City was the the best experience I ever had working on a film, uh, primarily because um, my my boss used to work for Mark Wahlberg, who mm-hmm. was in Broken City. So since they were such close friends, they were always hanging out. Since I was always with my boss, I was always hanging out. Yeah. So they already have that rapport. They're they're chill. They're cool. So you're just like you're also like uh, instantly like a friend as well because you're like, oh that that's that's yeah that's your boy cool yeah and uh, it was really cool. He actually he really like Mark really I felt like took me under his wing and like would pull me aside and give me advice and. Um, you know, kind of assist me in navigating the uh, treacherous waters. Because Mark's a producer too. So yeah, 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 yeah. What was some of the the greatest advice you got from Mark Wahlberg? Uh, Mark Marky Mark, as I like to call. Oh him. man, 
Uh, greatest advice I got, just kind of staying calm and diversifying. Um, really impressed with how diverse he is with acting and producing and, you know, he has a water company. He has a nutrition label at, at GNC. It's like just diversifying. Uh, it's not all about. It's not all about just one thing. It's not. There's not just one way to make money. Yeah, Wahlburgers. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> yep. There yeah. you go. I forgot yeah, yeah. about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's yeah. blowing up. Yeah, and they've got that TV show centered around it right now, and yep. with the family. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're now we're getting we're getting to home. 25 minutes has already gone by. We're oh, getting yeah. ready for the Hollywood bitch slap. Whatcha? <laughs> you got a Hollywood bitch slap, Jay? Yeah, so um, Hollywood bitch slap. Uh, when I was kind of at a halfway point, a little bit, little bit more towards the end of my first job where I was traveling consistently, I had left for the same reasons we discussed earlier. I just wasn't really living my own life. And you want to be your own boy. Yep. I just got, I want the same thing now, man. I just I want to be my own man. Um, but uh, I had been gone for about two to three weeks and I got a call that they wanted to work on a new situation where it would be alternating assistance with somebody else. So like two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off, which would be ideal even if those two weeks I spent in the office in Los Angeles because I could have some semblance of my own life, my own schedule. So uh, my first day back on, uh, he said, okay, uh, he had a house in Palm Springs and it was Coachella. So he's like, okay, come meet me. Uh, we're, we'll go to the last day of Coachella, and then we'll get on the plane. We'll go to New Orleans. I'm like, oh, this is this is amazing! I'm <laughs> stoked. So drive down there, get to his house early. You know, it's uh, greeted with hugs, and it's you know, it's been it's been great. So, you know, since great to see you, been gone so long, kind of prodigal son kind of thing. Gives me uh, a heart wristband, which is the the all access. Um, he was uh, producing partners with Fifty Cent, uh, my my boss Randall Emmett. And uh, so he he had the hookup because 50 was performing. Perfect. So I'm like, fuck yes, all access. This is going to be amazing. So uh, we all jump in the we all jump in the Escalade. Head down there. Still riding, rocking an Escalade in the 2010s. Oh man, no, there was a there was a driver, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and let's uh, tight. <laughs> we uh, we roll up into artist parking and getting out, walking there. Boss starts counting out the numbers. Oh, shit. Realizes uh, his brother-in-law doesn't have a wristband. Uh, I, I made the mistake of not putting it on immediately as soon as I got it. She's like, Jay, give me that, give me that wristband. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> In front of everybody. He goes, here's 200 bucks. Come meet us backstage. Being like, if you can figure out a way to get back here, <laughs> then you can figure it out and you can come meet us. <laughs> oh my goodness so <laughs> i uh they leave me in artist parking and right outside 200 of 200 bucks is not enough to get backstage <laughs> <laughs> the the tickets at face value are over 300 yeah um but yeah there was many situations like that i just <laughs> i'll just put it that way where you know just put in a difficult situation and see if you could figure it out that was a, a, a recurring situation. You know, there's another instance where it was like three o'clock in New York, and they're like, uh, "Get a helicopter. We're gonna go to Atlantic City." And I'm like, "Huh? I don't know what the fuck." I mean, but you know, you, you find ways to you figure have it to out. Figure out how to yeah. get the helicopter. I got a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> how did wow. you do it? Um, I just uh, it was through E actually, who's uh, who works with Mark and is a real person. I called E and I basically said, you know, what I had to do, and he's he's a local there, he knows everything, and 
Sir gave me a phone number. I made one call and it was done. Which is based off the show Entourage, if you didn't pick up on why he's saying E is a real person, y'all. There you go. Because <laughs> I'm a big Entourage fan, so I knew exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. That's amazing. What, so uh, just to wrap so, the story, what'd you, what'd you do at Coachella? Yeah, so I'm in, I'm in an artist park. I'm looking around. I can't, I can't get out. Um, I can't get into the other one because I had to leave artist parking to go to the gate. So I tried to jump on. I made friends with, with a couple artists, like just random guys. Tried to ride in on the golf cart with them. They stopped me. I got I got rejected there, and then once I was out of artist parking, I couldn't get into art back into artist parking. So I snuck, I f- figured out a way to sneak back in, found some found some crazy people in a makeshift school bus that had a VIP ticket. Um, they didn't want cash, they wanted drugs. I got them I got them to take the cash anyways. I get in, end up finding I can't get in to where I need to go, so I find a little fence that's open, sneak through the fence. Um, and it's now now I'm like where all the trailers are. But my boss is texting me this whole time, being like, I'm backstage with 50 and Eminem. Get back here. Like, I'm doing the coolest shit ever. Where are you? Get here now. Get here now, even though I kicked you out. And then uh, so uh, eventually the show starts and I'm like, fuck this. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go see the show. So I go out and uh, you know, see like Waka Flocka and I forgot all the other people that were were performing there. And then, uh, you know, starting to wrap up and I get a text like, okay, leave, go get the jet ready because we were about to, we were going to fly to New Orleans. So I leave and um, go get the jet ready. I'm sitting on the jet looking at my phone and then I see, oh, they had a Tupac hologram and I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the year Dre was there, Dr. Dre. Yeah. So then uh, my boss shows up at the, uh, at the plane. I don't feel well. Let's go, let's go back home. We're going to fly out tomorrow. So 50 and his entourage fly off on the plane. We drive back to Randall's house where uh, the other assistant who had been on for two weeks threw a rager because he wasn't <laughs> expecting his boss to come back. Oh. So he got fired and then I was, I was just full on. <laughs> uh, yeah. It all works out. Everything works out for the best. Man, that's like perfect training though, I feel like for becoming a producer and, and needing to make things happen that it is seem mad. impossible, you know? Yep, it's making the impossible happen every day. Wow. Uh, well, Jay, thank you so much for, uh, for for coming on the building years. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Flew by. Yeah, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Jay Osterman. Perfect. Hit him up on Instagram, guys. Uh, yeah, keep us updated on everything that's going on, and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Yeah.